Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Project Killing Sin. This has been a long time coming and I cannot convey the excitement that I have, the excitement that the people behind this amazing project have. I just can't really put it into words quite yet because it's still so surreal. We just cannot believe we've come this far and we are just so excited to kind of share just what this is, what this has been for us, what it has meant to us and just see God use us and use this platform and this opportunity to make him known and to make his kingdom known. My name is Israel, Israel Kinyolo. I am a believer, a Christian, and I just I just love God so much and I am so happy that he loves me because I am not worthy of his love. But out of his sovereign hand, he has just chosen to kind of just grab my heart and to just make himself known to me. And right now, as I am beginning this journey, as we are beginning this journey as a group of individuals who are just seeking God, he is using us to make himself known and to make sure that his kingdom continues to grow in this time when things are just a bit mad in this world. Well, not a bit mad, just crazy, crazy mad. Um, so here we are. It has been, like I said, it's been such a long time coming. It has been a crazy year of just seeing God do amazing things and being challenged by just God and being challenged by the situations that have been around us to kind of take the next step in what ministry looks like for us. And I know that I've just started from the deep end, so I just want to take a step and kind of just breathe and start from the beginning. So, like I said, my name is Israel, Israel Kinyolo, and this is Project Killing Sin. And if you're listening, it means that you somehow stumbled onto this or, you know, we managed to get the information out to you that this is something we had been working on. And I am so overjoyed that you have joined us, that you have, you know, that you're listening in and just um, my my prayer is that God uses this for what he intends it to be used as, which is to make his kingdom known and to challenge all of us as we just grow in him. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I just want to, you know, I, I don't know how to do this. None of us know how to do this. We are essentially just a couple of people who came together um, by the by the conviction of the Bible and what we were seeing in this world and just asked God, what do you want us to do? Or rather, what can we do? And it's, it's very interesting when, when we were kind of just entertaining the idea of, um, having a kind of discussion board. And this was even before anything to do with podcasting came in or even looking at a, you know, a global reach or, you know, having the potential for, a, for a global reach. We were just thinking of, you know, how can we make a difference in our community? Um, we were looking around and just seeing, so much brokenness in our own lives and in the lives of our friends and the lives of our communities and the lives of, of our countries and our continents are, you know, all our nations. And we're just like, how can we start and make sure that even with the little that we have, we are being effective in where God has put us. And it was, 
it was kind of like a question that we didn't really fathom its weight because the next couple of months, like very, <laughs> very, very long, it's been like since the beginning of the year 2021 when we were having this conversation. And ever since, God just began to work in a bunch of us as we just came to him seeking him so earnestly the best that we could almost on a daily basis, just asking him, what can we do? How can we do these things that we see in the Bible? Because we want to see a church revived. We want to see a church restored. And um, as we're just going through this process with a couple of guys that you will hopefully get to meet uh, later down in this in this podcast as we do group episodes, but it's just with another group of amazing individuals, what we got from God was we need to attack sin. And this was very crazy because that was not what we were looking for. You know, we were like, uh, okay, God, um, here we are. Uh, could you show us some initiatives in the community? Like, how can you go out and reach out to people? How can we, you know, uh, go out and help the community? How can we, you know, reach out to the less fortunate? Because we see that in your, like, in the, in the Bible and we see all these things happening. How can we begin being practically involved in the communities that we're in? And, even though he was very gracious and gave us ideas, which we followed through and saw the fruition of amazing, amazing initiatives that helped so many people, ultimately he was leading our hearts down this very seemingly dark path, this seemingly very um, like opposition-prone path of just attacking sin head-on. And when we were faced by, like, when, when we were challenged by this idea of project killing sin, it was a bit on the nose, you know? Um, it was one of those things that, 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 that we got. And, and I remember we were just with some friends and we were just, we just come from listening to this amazing sermon by John Piper on, which is where this whole series, this, this whole idea is just centered around um, just a challenge that we got, that God just used this amazing man to preach to us. Um, we somehow, like we, we were led down this path and it was like, yeah, you need to attack sin. And it was crazy because we didn't know what this exactly meant. Like, what does Project Killing Sin mean? And even before we get to that, our first and very, um, quote-unquote, valid reaction from a human point of view and from a kind of, um, you know, even looking at our community was, this is a bit on the nose, God. Like, this is, this is offensive. You know, we can't just say we're killing sin. You know, that's... That doesn't sell, you know. Um, the stuff that sells is, you know, uh, something like, you know, words of wisdom or uh, something to do with, like, you know, uh, fruits or, you know, life or all these other terms worked. But killing sin is like, oh, oh, no. You know, like, yeah, we know that we're supposed to be killing sin. And if we're not killing sin, it's killing us. But... God, there there has to be more, like there has to be a different way we can package this to make it more palatable to the people that we'll talk to. And what we didn't understand then was that in that request, in that, in that kind of, in that group discussion we were having, we were 
either consciously or subconsciously dumbing down the fight that we had been called to that we 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 didn't know till a few weeks later that the name was very intentional that the cause was very intentional and when this time elapsed and we actually got to this place where we had began to see sin for what it really is you know through discussions through looking at what the bible actually says and even just going on and seeing the kind of sin that is in the world and just how much it needs to just die like die <laughs> it was until we got to this point that we actually were like you know what we might have thought it was a bit on the nose but let's be honest it's not enough like if there was a a a line that we could kind of come up with or like a call that we could come up with that that would complement this killing sin we should get down to that kind of work and not just that but we should be intentional about what this actually looks like because it is not by coincidence that God decided to drop this in our hearts and it's not by coincidence that that he decided to drop it at the time that he did because there's so much going on in this world and for us it was it was like you know looking at our our unique situations in the country that we're in which is Kenya but for you you know fellow listener it could be looking at your situation in the country that you're at looking at the society where you're at and just beginning to identify the role that sin has played and i'm not just talking about the sin of right and wrong i'm talking about sin like the separation between god and man just beginning to be acutely aware of the effects of that separation and i can guarantee you that as you do that you will begin to have a burning passion to just eradicate this thing the best that we can on this side of eternity as we wait for that full restoration and this is where we were as a group of you know guys and girls just seeking god and just being like oh now we've seen like it was it was kind of one of those like we've tasted and seen and we want more we wanted more but more wouldn't come in the way that we thought it would because we thought that okay now we've seen now god send us out and it was it was it was crazy and this is this is just how god works and this is kind of where i want to just dive into the humanity and the process that we've gone through and kind of take take you back to when i started and just talk about that excitement um so here we are we've spoken and we've had these conversations and we've seen we've tasted and seen and we're ready we're like god let's go let's go let's go and the first thing god does is slow us down and it was kind of frustrating cuz it's like you know we weren't really doing much and then we saw this and now we want to move and all of a sudden you're like you you want us to slow down and it was a very intentional move that we came to see later down the line because in the slowing down we got to have certain things exposed in us and certain things put in us and i want to share these things because my hope is that 
you would begin to identify with where we were at when we began this kind of journey with God all the way to where we are right now. So the first thing that God did was just to kind of show us, to show us as a group and personally for me to show me who I am. And, you know, it's, it's, it's such a simple thing because, you know, I know who I am. I know, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I'm ABC. I know that I need God. And, and, and this is like, it's, it's a very real way of looking at it from a Christian perspective, which is not wrong, but more times than not, we can easily just overlook this because it's just what we're taught. It's just how it is. And we don't really deep our brokenness. We don't really deep our need for God. So God had to take us through a season of just showing us who we are. And it was so brutal because the three things that we came to understand as a group that we were was broken. That we were so broken. That we were people in need of restoration. The second thing was that we were lost. Not at the time, but just God was taking us back into our lives and just showing us the season that we had been in before and even just when we had come to him. And we were so lost. We were lost in wrong mindsets. We were lost in addiction. We were lost in terrible patterns. We were lost in curses. We were lost in, in like just, just the worst, the worst ways of living. We were so lost and we were walking in the opposite direction to God, our backs completely turned to him and walking in the opposite direction, we were so lost. And because of this, we were sinners. We were forgotten in our sin. Like, we were so deep in it that we had been convinced by the devil that we were the sin. And it was just interesting, God, taking us through this. And we went through it, you know, in a series of conversations and Bible studies and just coming together and seeking him and him just so graciously allowing us to to grieve, allowing us to, to like mourn, allowing us to look back at our lives and just see the brokenness and see and see the things that we had gone through with the hope and the intention that now we can look forward and begin to see the things that he is calling us into. And these things were first restoration. He was calling us to a complete restoration in him. And because we're all saved, you know, uh, in, in my group, we were all saved and we all knew Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We had began, and some of us were on the tail end of this journey of restoration, but it was so good to just sit back and see and kind of have an audit of our lives and just remember the time when we came to Christ and just speak of the restoration that we came to witness. And the second thing that he gave us was relationship. You know, from going to a place where we were lost and just seeking anyone to validate and anyone to justify how we felt and to make us feel better. Now we've been drawn into this system. We've been drawn into this, into this God who is exclusively about relationship. 
who is telling us that, you know, you may have been messed up and you, you are not perfect, but I am going to make you perfect through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, through my love and through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We had relationship, relationship that just brought a completely new vibe. Like we were experiencing joy, not happiness, but joy. And it was so good because it led to the final thing that we got, which is purpose. When we came to God, we all of a sudden had a sense of purpose. Like it was so clear that this is what we have to do. And the purpose that we got was, you know, to to know God and make him known. But it was, you know, in in very many directions, you know, we are, we are all young individuals who are in our careers. We're all, you know, um, uh, men and women who are in different phases of our lives and we are going through the most. And there's a purpose in every single one of these things. But in this, as we came together as a group, he showed us what Project Killing Sin actually would look like. And he gave us all of a sudden a purpose in this mission. And it was in this purpose that we began to kind of just get revelation on how to go about this, what to do next, like what the next step should be in killing sin. And it was in this time that God had taken us through this process that he kind of deposited in our hearts that, you know what, I'm going to need you to start a podcast I want you all to come together. I want you all to kind of bring your minds together and bring your, 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 like your, your worship together and just seek me in this direction. And by this time, because we had gone through this amazing process, we were so energized and ready to move forward in Project Killing Sin. And here we are in episode one. Now I've told you all these things to kind of just ask you this question. What is your big why? The title of this episode is The Big Why, and that's where I want to kind of ask you this first question. What is your big why? Why are you here? Why are you listening to me right now? Are you doing it because you're a friend and you have to? Are you, are you, are you doing it because, you know, it's, it's just part of the job? Are you doing it because it's just, it's just the gig of Christianity? Why are you here? Why are you listening to this? And why are you walking in the way that you're walking with God? Or if you're not a Christian, why are you not a Christian? And that's not to condemn you. It's just a simple why question. Because it's when you begin to ask this simple question of why that you actually begin to explore the dynamics of your life and the dynamics of the God that you serve, the dynamics of the environment that you're in, and the dynamics of what your purpose actually looks like in this environment. This is the big why. And I know that I've just gone through, you know, our big whys, but now here we are. Um, this is a few months ago, and God has shown us Project Killing Sin and what it looks like, but we still have another why question, which is, why this? 
why project killing sin of all things and mind you like i said earlier we had gone through this process a lot earlier and we'd been challenged through it but now that we've gone through you know the 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 kind of refining process with god he is now like we're now at a place where we can comfortably ask why project killing sin and the answer that we came to and the answer that i believe was inspired by god is the state of christianity today is in need of a shock to its system. You see, there is an attack on the authority of God's word. There is a, an army that is being formed against what the Bible actually says, its validity, and most importantly, its power. And all these things, the, 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 the words in the Bible, its validity, its power, this is God. Because the Bible says, and we know this to be true, that all scripture is God-breathed. There is no scripture in the Bible that is there by accident or that was overlooked, that God did not want to be there but somehow winded up there. But today we're living in a society where Every single thing is being questioned, and it's not wrong to question, but what's an issue is the intentionality behind the questioning. It is to bring a sense of justification. It is to bring a sense of lack of responsibility or taking away responsibility. It is to bring a sense of, quote-unquote, freedom to do whatever anyone wants because we can justify that there is no God or that this Bible is not really what the Bible actually says. The word is under attack. The authority of God is under attack. And this was the main reason why Project Killing Sin was actually birthed. See, the state of Christianity today is weakness. We are living in a time when to be Christian means to be weak, essentially. Even though we don't say it, it is heavily implied in mainstream media. It is heavily implied even within the church that we are to be weak. And we don't call it weakness. We call it understanding. We call it not judging. We call it being kind. And these things are just words that, that are actually good, but they have been taken and they have been used as a justification to dumb down the power of God. Christianity today is weak. Christianity today is compromising. We are Christians who are constantly compromising the values that we have been called to, that we have been given, and we are compromising the authority of God for the sake of pleasing the authority of man. We would much rather have conversations that are pleasing to the society that we're living than to enforce the conversations that are pleasing to the God we serve. Christianity today is full of compromise. The third thing about Christianity today, which led to Project Killing Sin, is Christianity today is feelings-led. Now, feelings are not a bad thing, but they become a terrible and, and a detrimental thing when they take the place 
of the authority of the word of God, where they take the place of truth. We are living in a time, and this is not a new time. It is not new. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. We are living under in a time when there is a lot of emotion in church and it is leading to the Bible being misinterpreted. It is leading to the Bible being taken out of context for the sake of making sure that our emotions, our feelings are kept intact. We don't want to be offended, so we don't use the Bible to offend. Yet, Jesus himself says that he didn't come to bring the peace that the world wants. He came to offend this world, essentially. See, when our feelings become the primary thing when it comes to our faith, then we have lost the strength of Christianity. The final thing about the state of Christianity and why Project Killing Sin was kind of put on our radar is Christianity has become about social justice. And I know that's a bit hard to hear, and trust me, this is going to be a podcast where we will discuss heavy topics, and it's going to be very hard to hear some of these things, but they will be coming from a place of truth, which is the Word of God. Christianity has been turned into a social justice movement. And what I mean by this isn't, I am not saying that there is no social justice in Christianity or there should be no social social justice in Christianity. But much like how Christianity has become feelings-led, social justice has taken a place that it was never meant to take when it comes to the Word of God. We are in a time when it is, it is acceptable to attain social justice at any means by any means possible, and still identify as a Christian. Yet we have, again, going back to compromise, we have compromised the values, we've compromised the commands, we've compromised the power that is given to us, and we have forfeited that power, the power of genuine love for God, the power of strength, the power of loving our enemy and seeing a change. We have forfeited that power for the sake of going down the route of social justice, where we would much rather burn down things, much rather have riots, much rather take matters into our own hands just to see change and then justify Christianity as that. This is why Project Killing Sin has to be here. And it is why we have been led down this road, and it is why we have been commissioned to just move forward and begin to make God known in such a powerful way that it rekindles the fire that is being burnt out, that is being stubbed out by the devil, by the world, and by our own flesh and understanding. So again, here we are, and we know the big why. And now God has presented a choice to us and he's asking us, will you give me your big why? Your big yes. And it was, you know, it was a no-brainer. It's like, you know, you, you, you've shown us, you've taken us through this journey and it's amazing and we've seen and it's scary. It's so scary the things you've told us to do and this vision you've put in our hearts. It was certainly very scary for me because 
I knew that, you know, as we just organized this, I knew that I was the one who was going to be the voice of this movement. And for me, I was, I was scared. I had so many questions and so many concerns, like, you know, God, where's this going to go? What is this going to do to me? How much attack am I going to come under but from the devil, from the world, or even from my own flesh through self-sabotage, through, you know, addiction kind of rearing its ugly head with the things that I've dealt with in the past? How am I going to handle this? And at this point, God was like, don't worry about that. All I need you to do is give me your big why. Give me that big yes. And I know I'm telling the story of what happened to me, but it is my hope that you are beginning to see yourself in this narrative because you have received the big why, the big reason why this has to happen. And now you're at a place where God is asking you, will you give me your big why? And it's here right now in this episode. And and it, it, it might not seem as much, it might not seem as like a very, you know, crazy big thing, but I can tell you this is going to change the world. I'm not talking about just this podcast. Obviously, my hope is that it shakes nations, but the change I'm talking about is that individual change in your heart when God actually comes in because you've just given him the biggest yes and he invades your entire being and he begins to transform you from the inside out, showing you visions of the future, showing you restoration, showing you a love like you've never experienced, that big why. And in that process, killing sin. But this is where it got really interesting. So we said, you know, giving God our big why and 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 we still had the concerns like man we we still don't understand what project killing sin actually means like we'd brainstormed and we were looking at all these ideas on how to do it and now that we had the podcast we're looking at okay how do we actually get this off the ground and how do we navigate this and as soon as we gave God that big yes the first revelation that we got was what it actually looks like to kill sin. And we got two verses, or yeah, like like two passages of scripture, and this is where this entire thing is hinged on. And the first one, which is um, kind of like the, the, the main anchor, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird to explain, they're both main anchors, but this is, this is the big one. And this was in Ephesians six, um, and it says, and and this is the this is the the anchor verse for this entire podcast that we've you know linked to the description, and it's the whole idea of the armor of God. And I'm just gonna read it. So this is Ephesians six, ten to eighteen, and I'm reading in the NLT version, and it says, a final word. Be strong in the Lord, in his and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, 
against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. So this was the verse we were taken to, and it was like, okay, okay, so this is what killing sin looks like. And as we were kind of just mar- like allowing this verse to marinate, this passage to marinate, God was showing us what it actually looks like. And like I said, this is this is one of two passages. And I just want to dwell here for a bit to just exhaust this completely. And the first thing that he showed us was that first phrase, the first thing that I saw was, be strong in the Lord in his mighty power. So what does it look like to kill sin today? It looks like being strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Like I said, there is the state of Christianity today is weakness, general weakness. But to kill sin in our individual lives, in the life of the church, and in the life of our nation and society, the first thing is to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Understand, it doesn't say be strong in our own strength. That is the problem with where we're at today. We have a bunch of individuals who are going around being strong in their own strength. But we are being told, first and foremost, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And the second thing that is that was so important was this whole idea when the Bible talks about who we are fighting, that it's not flesh and blood, but against spiritual rulers. The second thing in how it looks like to kill sin is knowing the enemy. We need to know who we're fighting because again, today we are in a time when, and we have been in this time from the longest time ever, we are in this time when we are fighting the wrong enemy. We are fighting each other, left, right, and center, nation against nation, a people against a people, a race against a race. We are forgetting. We have been so blinded to the fact that we are supposed to be fighting an enemy that is the devil, that is unseen, that is not flesh and blood. And this realization plays such a massive, massive role in what it looks like to kill sin in our lives. Know the enemy. And the third one, which is the chunk of this verse, and like, you know, uh, it's, it's why this verse is so popular, is the armor of God. And every single piece of this armor is just so good. It is so good because it is so essential in our lives as Christians. The belt of truth. 
truth has become so relative and we're going to explore all, all these things in this podcast and you'll see just how much, how under attack the armor of God actually is. Truth, the belt of truth is what holds everything together. Truth, like I said, is so relative and it is so, it is so under attack and to kill sin effectively we have been called to always stick to the truth of God. The truth. Not a truth. The truth. The objective, unquestionable truth of God. The second one is the armor of righteousness. See, you cannot say that we are project-killing sin, that you are part of project-killing sin if you do not want to embrace a life of righteousness. Because this call, this name in itself, it evokes a standard that requires perfection. And trust me, I am in no way saying that you must be perfect to join us in this call, but I am saying that you must be filled with the one who is perfect, and that is Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. There is no way, we stand no chance in killing sin if we do not have an armor of righteousness. And the third one is the shoes that are peace. And this is a very interesting phrase, peace, like the, the shoes that, 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 that carry the good news. So we will be fully prepared. That's what the, that's what my version says. And the peace that we have been called to is not the peace that we primarily know in this world that we're living in. The peace that we know is an absence of war. That's the peace that this world gives. But the peace that we have been called to as Christians is a disruption of the status quo of this world, which is a sinful nature and bringing and shedding, violently shedding light in the darkness, that the darkness may disappear. That is the peace, because that is the work of the gospel. And that, my friends, is killing sin. We are exposing the light of God so heavily and so consistently in every single situation that we're in, in every single conversation that we partake in, that the darkness violently flees and what is left is a light, a light that is peace, peace that comes without, that, that, that comes beyond any human understanding. That is the peace that we've been called to. There is the shield of faith. The shield of faith is so, is so essential because it keeps, it keeps the arrows of the devil away. The Bible goes on to say that the weapons are formed and they may be formed, but it says that they will not prosper. They will not prosper because we have the shield of faith. Our faith becomes a shield when we know the object of our faith, who is God. My faith, your faith to kill sin must be founded on the object of our faith, who is God, because God is our shield. Next to the helmet of salvation. And it's interesting that it's described as a helmet because this protects our thinking. It protects our most vital parts, either physically or spiritually. We have been called to have the helmet of salvation. We cannot kill sin if our most vulnerable places are not heavily guarded by the salvation that we profess. 
and the salvation that we that we profess is in the name of Jesus. So when we secure our most vulnerable places with the name of Jesus, trust me, we are killing sin. We are killing the systems of sin, we're killing the lifestyle of sin, and we're killing that separation, the chasm that is sin. And finally, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We cannot kill sin if we don't know what the Word of God says about sin. Otherwise, it takes us back to what I was saying, which is just, which I was saying as, as, as the second point, which is knowing the enemy. We, we will not know the enemy if we do not have the sword of the Spirit, that is the Word of God. Because if you don't know who your enemy is, the sword that you're using to fight is just going to slash through everyone and anyone. And you you will end up slashing through people that have been sent by God into your life. You will end up slashing through the people that have been ordained, that have been put over your life to be destiny helpers, to help you through difficult situations. And the devil will have a field day because all he has to do is come at you with a false doctrine that is exposed, that is present every single place in this world. And all of a sudden the sword that you have is of the wrong spirit and you are fighting the wrong battle because you do not know the word of God. See, we've been called to put on every piece of armor. And the thing about this is, God is a loving God. And he is a commander in this battle that we're in. So, the project killing sin, which is for you and for me, brother, sister, the project killing sin cannot, cannot continue both in this podcast and in our lives practically, it cannot continue, it cannot even begin if we do not have every single piece of armor. And this is why I was saying God is, is, is a good master, but he is a perfect commander. There is no way that a loving commander, that a strict commander would allow any one of the people that are under him, any one of his soldiers, to step into the battlefield if they didn't have the full armor. So the cry that, I, that we have and, and the calling that we have and the challenge that we have for you is put on the full armor of God. Because we have been called to fight. And if you've been feeling like, man, there's so much more I can do, but there's just been this thing holding you back and you feel like there's been this block, then perhaps consider this. You have not been putting on the full armor and that thing that has been keeping you from going deeper in your faith or being exposed in, in, you know, in more ways when it comes to actually living effective Christian lives and being a change in your community, that thing has been the loving hand of God because he has refused to take you out into the battlefield because you are unprotected, because you do not have the full armor. And today, he is challenging you. He is challenging you and saying, will you put on the full armor so I can take you into the battlefield so we can begin to actually kill sin? And just going back in this verse, the one thing that I love is this whole idea, and this is the fourth point, we have a hope in future victory. See, in, in 
in uh, verse 12, it says, For you are not fighting against flesh, flesh, blood and, uh, flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, um, it says, um, you, you know, it goes on to say, put on every, uh, every piece of armor. Um, sorry, I think I read the wrong one. <laughs> it says, uh, where will it be? Um, let's see, let's see. Uh, yes, here it is. This is not 12, 11. It says, put on all of God's armor so you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. See, this gives us a, how can I say it? Like, it gives us a standing foot to know that we will be able to stand firm. There is such a hope for the future. There is a hope for victory. And this is encouraging to us because as you were thinking about Project Killing Sin and we began to, you know, that we got this idea of doing a podcast, the one thing that was scary to all of us and especially to me was, God, a podcast is a huge platform. Anyone can tune in. All of a sudden, we've gone from, you know, the 20, 30 people that we know in our community to being like having a platform that is accessible all over the world. And was like, God, ooh, this, this is, mm-mm, mm-mm, this, this is crazy. This is, oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is crazy. But gone through this verse, he said, you know, when you put on the full armor, you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. Because trust me, we are being called, not just the podcast, but we, me and you, dear listener, we are being called to stand against the strategies of the devil. And it is so like relieving to know that we will survive. It is so relieving to know that there is a time that is coming when we will look back and though we may be battered and bruised, we will say that we stood firm against the strategies of the devil. We have a hope and that hope is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit that dwells within us and for God the Father, the creator of this universe, who yearns to have that full restoration in us. Wow. That blew our minds. But God wasn't done. He said that this is, this is one side of the coin on how to kill sin. You know, I've shown you the practical ways, but there is a deeper foundation. So this was a foundation, but there is a even deeper foundation. And this came in the form of Matthew 6, verse 33 and 34. And it says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. And this verse sounds very, you know, it's like, oh, it's very ominous. Like, okay, let's worry about today. Tomorrow's coming, has its own problems. But if you read it in its context, you will see that it is a call to not go ahead of ourselves. And not just that, but it is a call, especially in 33, which is the deeper foundation and how it looks to kill sin. It is a call on where our focus should be. 
See, the Bible, this is Jesus speaking, and he is saying, um, you know, seek first the kingdom of God above all else. If you want to have any hope of killing sin, listen, it's not about stabbing at it. It's not about launching into it. It is not about going forth and just making making war like the world makes war. Yes, we have put on the full armor of God, and that is good. It is good. But remember what the, the, the verse that we just read said. It said, it is not a fight. It is not the fight that we fight in the physical it is a fight that is fought and won in the spiritual. So now God is telling us, as you fight this battle in the spiritual, remember above everything else, seek the kingdom of God. Fix your eyes on heaven. That is where our strength comes from. And that is ultimately how we kill sin. We begin by fixing our eyes on God, fixing our eyes on the kingdom of God. And it says, live righteously, which is what we just discussed in that verse in Ephesians 6. But it says, and he will give you everything you need. What do we need? We need to overcome sin in our lives. We need to overcome sin in our family's life. We need to overcome sin everywhere as we wait for that full restoration on the other side of eternity. And he said, because you need this, you will get it when you seek first the kingdom of God above else, ab- above all else. And these two passages kind of built us up and they gave us such a, like a power to just go forth and say, you know what? We're ready to kill sin. We are so ready to kill sin. And that is where I kind of wind up this conversation. Are you ready to join us in this? Are you ready to tell God like, yo, I'm ready. I'm here for it. I am, I am present. I am, use me, Lord. And this kind of call doesn't come with, with the prerequisite of being perfect. No, no, no. Like I said at the beginning, we were broken. We were lost. We were sinners. And even though we were in salvation, God was still exposing things in us that needed his attention so urgently before we got onto this battle. But even as he was showing us these things, we were already being brought into the battle. We just didn't know it then. And for you, dear brother, dear sister, it is a simple question of, Are you willing to give God your big why, your big yes? Even knowing that there is nothing in you that has the capacity to to fight sin, but knowing in your heart of hearts that I have the strength of God in me. And through that, as I continue to fix my eyes on the things above, He will give me what I need, which is victory over sin in my personal life, victory over sin in my community's life, in my family's life, and in the church that we're living in. Because the church is under attack. It is crazy. It is crazy. And that's why this call is so important. It is so important. And my hope is that I've just done a decent job at kind of 
welcoming you into this space. And like I said at the beginning, again, like we don't know what we're doing. The team that, that is behind this podcast, we don't know. We're just following God. We don't know the etiquette of podcasting. We don't know the, 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 you know, what it takes to have the best editing or whatever it is. We don't know. And we're willing to learn as time goes by. We're willing to, you know, explore this space and see what we can do better and, you know, just grow in it. But above all, we were just like, and we ju- we're just like, and we will continue to just be like, God, let's do this. Let's kill sin. And this brings me to this, just my final thoughts, which is, who is this for? Now you've been listening for the past 50 or so minutes, and it's like, who who is this for? And that answer is, this is for everyone who wants, everyone that wants to mature in their faith. See, this content that we're going to be talking about, it is all-inclusive. It's for everyone. But trust me, it is all-exclusive. It's not for everyone. We are living in a time when it is impossible to listen to anything over 10 minutes when it comes to Bible teachings or, you know, things are like along this this kind of trajectory, but it is very possible to sit through an entire three, four hour movie or talk or have a conversation with a loved one or a friend or whatever for hours and hours and hours talking about nonsense, essentially. But yet, it we just can't engage with the word. So who is this for again? It's for that person who wants to push the boundaries and say that, listen, I need to know God. I need to engage with him. I need to make sure that even though I don't feel like it, I am not just tuning into this. I'm not just saying this for the podcast, but willing to tune into the things that he will lead you into as you listen to this. Willing to tell God that if you're going to take me to the next level, take me and I'm willing to put in the work despite this whole attitude, despite my conditioning to not engage with your word for more than a couple of minutes. Push me, God, push me. And this is something that we were really debating, like, God, how how long should we make this podcast? And he said, one hour. And I was like, hmm? Like, one one hour? I thought I thought it was like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. is like, mm-mm. You're not going to say anything significant in 30 minutes. And I was like, but I could. He's like, no. We're going to challenge the people. I'm going to challenge you because it was a challenge to me. It's like, what am I going to say in one hour? Oh my gosh, God. <laughs> but he was like, this is for the maturing, the intentionally maturing, and for those who are mature and want to go to the next level. It's all inclusive. Anyone can join this new believer, skeptic, seasoned Christian. It's for everyone, but trust me. Not everyone will be able to participate in this. And that's, it's sad. But this is what the Bible says. It says that, you know, many are called, but few are chosen. And this is what this actually is. This is what killing sin looks like. It's not like we come as the whole world. That's the vision. That's the dream. That is the call. But unfortunately, only a few of us will actually get 
to walk in this fruition. And my hope is that you will be one of them. My hope is that through this, through this resource, we will begin to actually actively, actively kill sin, actively walk in what God has for us, and actively, actively begin to just engage with every single thing and every single person he has put in our lives with no regard for the excuses that the world throws at us, with no regard to the, to the lack of responsibility that is dangled in our faces, that is tempting us to quit with no regard for any of that nonsense and a complete regard for God and his kingdom. And as I finish, I just want to kind of read out this last, this last passage. So we were in Ephesians 6 and we stopped at 18 and I'm just, I just want to read 19 and 20 because this is our burden as this podcast this is the burden of the entire team involved. And as I read it, it, it was it was just it was so good because it just summed up how I felt and how I continue to feel every time. And it says, and pray for me too. No, this is this is me speaking to you, dear listener, asking you on behalf of the entire team at Project Killing Sin. Pray for us too. Ask God to give us, it says me, but it's ask God to give us, Project Killing Sin, the right words so we can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for the Jews and the Gentiles alike. See, we may be in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that we will keep on speaking boldly for him as we should. This is our burden. Pray for us. As you engage, pray for us. As we, as we keep on going further and further, pray for us. That we may re- remain bold. We may continue to explain God's mysteries to every single person that cares to listen. And even though we may be bound in our chains in one way or another, that we will still preach the message as God's ambassadors and that we will keep speaking boldly for him as we should. Pray for us. And as we come to the end of this first episode, all I can say is it's going to be an amazing, amazing season. This first season, we're going to talk about the theme for the season in the next episode as we just introduce it. And I can say so confidently the conversations to follow will be very challenging, but I guarantee you they will stir you up in your faith in the hopes that you will continue to know God and to make him known and that he will love on you so hard (laughs) that you will be so blown away by the goodness that you receive and the breakthrough in whatever aspect of your life is, but primarily in killing sin and living for him wholeheartedly. Join us in this journey as we become unapologetically Christian. Love you all. See you next week.